We have heard the story again, the unique story of the birth of the Christ child. Has the story seemed any different to you in 2022? For most of us, it is very familiar. We read it, we hear it, we see it acted out by children mostly, and we will leave it behind now, packed away until Christmas 2023. It will go back into the box with the, the Christmas tree lights, so to speak. Now, not literally, but in the mind. That is what happens. Now, think hard for a moment. Which element of the story of the birth of Jesus do you find most pertinent? Have you thought of it? I trust that there is at least one aspect, one detailed biblical truth that is significant or even overwhelming for you. Now, I'll share the one element that I find amazing. And the hymn writer tries to make it a beautiful thing in the carol. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. Isn't that nice? But it wasn't nice. There had been no room anywhere in Bethlehem for a young girl carrying her baby in the womb and no recognition of the skill of a carpenter. If truth be told, that is what the culture of today continues to do. Tries to squeeze the story out of the season of Christmas. And they were squeezed out and had to take what was left. The crying of a new baby came from the animal's feeding trough. In that one moment when the baby was born, the omnipotent God made himself known in a cry from a table, from a stable, from a stable in the Middle East. The only corner in the world that, that was available to him. And if you read about Bethlehem today, you'll see they are still trying to squeeze Jesus out. Each year, less and less Christians are able to live in Bethlehem because of intimidation. The Son of God in a feeding trough, vulnerable and fragile. He who was spirit became weak. He who was larger than the universe became a dot on the earth. He who sustained the world with a word chose to be dependent on a poor young girl, her hands on manicured, stained with dirt. Out in the open, under the stars, were shepherds fulfilling their duty of watching the sheep, sharing their jokes and rough talk. Their only worry was the opportunist sheep rustler. When suddenly they hear an alien voice and see a brilliant 
blinding light and receive an astonishing message. It appeared to be an angel. They had never believed in such. They were petrified, stunned, terrified. But the angel spoke with a soothing and calming voice and announced, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find one lying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. For some of us, it is hard to forget the authorised version translation. This was the invitation to the heavenly party. There was a party, but only shepherds in a field caught a moment of it. The party was beyond them. It confused them. It, it, it happened up there. It was only for a moment. The sky split open. The stars were pushed back. And there was a host of heavenly beings. Amazing. In fact, alarming. All rejoicing and singing the first Christmas choral. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to all men on whom his favor rests. And the shepherds immediately amazed. They, they couldn't resist. Had to see what happened. Then the outhouse in the corner that no one else wanted was overcome by shepherds. They sped full Throttle to it. It could barely be found. Satnav was bewildered. They appeared at the obscure entrance. There was no sign outside demanding privacy. They just looked in, still panting. They'd run from the fields. They were elated. Were it not for the shepherds, there would have been no reception. All would have been quiet. But it was this rugged, robust, ragged, unnumbered group of men who spread the word. The sheep were left abandoned on the hills. They climbed the hills on their, on their own, on along those haphazard tracks. The shepherds were so overwhelmed, they, they forgot their treasured flock. This was good news. The kind of thing didn't happen much around Bethlehem. Many babies were born but didn't even survive. They were used to the excitement of a sheep lambing, but to be brought to see a newborn baby, they just had to celebrate. If there were other inns in the vicinity, if there was an early morning market, if there was a community well to fetch water from in the city or the center of the town, if there was a synagogue holding services, wherever the crowd was that day, the shepherds alerted them. The noise of the, the regular hullabaloo was turned up, the volume knob, knob was twisted to maximum and the news spread. And all who heard the news were amazed. Were the shepherds insane? Had there been too much whiskey in their flasks last night? 
Why would an angel appear to these rascals? You can't trust those rogues who always have late night parties in their tents. But, but could they make it up? Would they imagine such a story? They don't seem to be drunk. In fact, we have never seen them so sober at this time of day. They're so excited. They're past themselves. They seem to be converted into singing angels. They're convinced. They're swearing it's true. They all tell exactly the same story. They're, they're all quoting the same words. Not a hesitation, no faltering. They won't stop shouting at the top of their voice. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Go and see. He's in the yard at the end. He's in a manger wrapped in a parcel of clothes. The crowd gathered, approached the stable, the forgotten one. Many thought it had become redundant as a stable, but it was true. There was a baby there and a young mother and an astonished father. The mom was shocked. The whole town seemed to know they were saying an angel had proclaimed, a savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Mary stared at Joseph. She asked, what's happening? They both remembered the angel, his words. Take Mary as your wife. She will give birth to a son. You will give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And Mary pondered these things in her heart. She thought intensely and was anxious about what was going to unfold. While the shepherds went back in their, to their fields, but not as before. The folk in David's town stood at the exit amazed. They had never seen shepherds leave singing hymns and praising God. This day would never be forgotten. In fact, those who witnessed what, they had, what had happened would never be the same again. The Son of God was born in a stable. God humbled himself and was laid in a manger. God came as one of us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Max Lucado writes, to think of Jesus in such a light is, well, it seems almost irrelevant, doesn't it? It's not something we like to do. It's uncomfortable. It's much easier to keep the humanity out of the incarnation. Clean the manure from around the manger. Wipe the sweat out of his eyes. Pretend he never snored or blew his nose and hit his thumb with a hammer. He's easier to stomach that way. There's something about keeping him divine that keeps him distant, packaged, predictable. But he writes, don't do it. For heaven's sake, don't let him be as human as he intended to be. Let him into the mire and muck of our world. For only if we let him in can he pull us out. 
Christ the Lord, the anointed one, humbled himself. And to fulfill his mission, he was humiliated, not just in a stable trough, but on a cross. The Savior, Christ the Lord, began his mission in the grime and fulfilled his mission of salvation in the gutters and upon the grim, stark cross of death. John Piper put it in a nativity devotional. The reason Jesus came was to die. As God, he could not die for sinners, but as man, he could. His aim was to die. Therefore, he had to be born human. He was born to die. Good Friday is the reason for Christmas. This is what needs to be said today about the meaning of Christmas. And this is the element of the story I find most pertinent. Jesus Christ came into the world and laid in a manger, a feeding trough for animals, so humiliating and incredible. Christ the Savior completed his earthly mission again, humiliated and abandoned, crucified on a cross, the King of the Jews wearing a crown of thorns. And the poem that presses home the truth of the incarnation and the, the look two story is in Philippians chapter 2 verses 6 to 8 who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped but he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance of him as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Over the the, the Christmas period, I've been reading some Advent readings from different writers with different theological views. One author who sometimes sheds a, a different light on theology is Tom Wright, a professor of university in the University of St. Andrews. And in a collection of extracts from his many writings in the book, On Earth as in Heaven, he included this quote. Christianity isn't about giving the world fresh teaching about God himself. Though clearly, we do indeed learn a great deal about who God is by looking at Jesus The need that the Christian faith answers is not so much that we are ignorant and need better information, but that we are lost and need someone to come and find us, stuck in the quicksand waiting to be rescued, dying in need of new life. And the Luke 2 story of Christ's birth, his incarnation, is of the Christ who is God incarnate, who was released from heaven and made himself nothing, entered the world as a child in a manger, no pomp or opulence, entered humanity 
was a humble servant and fulfilled his mission on a cross, taking upon himself our sin as our Savior. As Wright put it, he came to a world that was stuck in quicksand, waiting to be rescued. And as we enter 2023, doesn't it seem that we are in a world of quicksand? We consider the cost of living and stress on people. We see a health service that is under immense pressure, strikes that create confusion, war in Ukraine that threatens world peace, refugees without a home, secularism undermining the church. And we have our personal lives facing the quicksand setbacks. Some of us recognize the challenges that are ahead of us in 2023. There are health issues, family troubles, individual traumas, addictions, constant loneliness for some, maybe spiritual confusion. The truth we celebrate with the shepherds is that in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Jesus is the Savior, the rescuer, who went to the cross to rescue us through his death from the quicksand of despair and hopelessness to new life and hope beyond, from all that's in our lives to pull us down. If we let him in, he will pull us free. Before we might pack the story away, before it might go back in the box with the Christmas tree lights, I asked you to think hard at the beginning of this sermon. Which element of the story of the birth of Jesus do you find most pertinent? Now I've tried to, to share with you what I find most humbling and life-changing. Christ entered our world, entered our humanity, and meets us in the ordinary, everyday moments of our lives and died to rescue us from the quicksand of sin, death, and our everyday torrents and failures. And I'm humbled as I enter 2023. There will be, I, I'm sure, quicksand moments but I put my trust in the Savior who died and rose again that I might triumph over temptation and sin, find hope in times of darkness, be assured of the life that offers heaven on earth. And I trust also like the shepherds whose lives were radically changed, I might share the story of our salvation through my witness and life practice. As we all now take the step into 2023, 
I trust that the story of Jesus, who humbled himself as a baby in a crib, and as our Savior on a cross, is the Christ you have humbly received and believed. That he is the one you trust to be your rescuer from fears and afflictions. Is with you, and through prayer you have invited into your life today and always. In a day or two, many will pack the Christmas story away for another year with the tinsel and the tree lights. I trust for you the story will remain with you as you believe and trust Jesus who was born to die for your salvation. Amen. Now we're going to join in.